Hello and welcome to the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And it is episode 33, the big Super Bowl preview extravaganza. It's not a hoot nanny. It's an extravaganza full of pomp. And raucous. And booze. A lot of booze. A lot of booze. A lot of booze. Physically and metaphorically. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, physically, metaphorically, ecumenically, grammatically, whatever it is. Anyway, Craig, let's start where we normally start. What two roads hashtag sponsor us (laughs) beverage are you drinking today? Um, Yeah, I have not. I was since I was sick. I haven't been at the uh, L package store or liquor store. So I really only have two roads left in the fridge, and today is a no limits Hefeweizen in you a can. You should have sent me a text. I would have stopped on the way over. I don't. That's I didn't right. stop just because my wife was like, "Yeah, hey, we got beer at home. You just grab some time in the fridge and take it to Craig's," <laughs> which is what I did. I'm drinking a miles to go, so it's a two roads kind of evening. Um, Gotta say, it tastes different in a can. You know, it as opposed to off draft. They they've never bottled the Hefeweizen. No, they've always canned it. So it. Is it better or worse? I mean, usually it's, it's better at the on draft. It's always better on draft. It's it's different. I wouldn't say few, it's bad, but there's if you've had it on draft before and then having the can, there's a distinct difference. There are very few beers that I like better in a bottle or a can than off of draft. Very few. Name one. Uh, honestly? honestly? Oh, wait. No, that doesn't work. Coors Light. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know. He has no idea. Rosemary's other baby, I've liked better the in, in the craft bottles that they do. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. That's just, but you're right. It's a difficult conversation. You're talking to a guy who's got probably about 200 beers at this point listed on untapped. And I, <laughs> I still, so. So we are here for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. We are coming to you live, <laughs> live. from beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota, I site wish. of Super Bowl 52. <laughs> Um, One day. That's yeah. That's that's a you complete lie. We're in Craig's loft. You never know. Well, someday. I don't. What can we? Let's start there before yeah. we get the burning hot take. Minnesota, really? Minnesota. Why? Uh, cause it's cold, but it's still indoors. So. But isn't this isn't this a, is this supposed to be like the NFL's tourist attraction of the year? Well, I guess the Pro Bowl technically is supposed to be, but they botched that too. I, there, there, if you say to me, Britt, let's go to Tampa. Britt, let's go to L.A. Britt, let's go to Dallas. Phoenix. Phoenix for a Super Bowl in February. I'm excited. You tell me, Britt, we're going to Minnesota. Not so much. Britt, we're going to Indianapolis. Britt, we're going to Chicago. Well, Chicago's a major city, so it's a little different. Yeah. Britt, we're going to Cleveland for the Super Bowl. <laughs> no. I don't know. I still feel the Super Bowl needs to be played outside. No. Have you ever made you watch the Cleveland, um, the hastily produced Cleveland tourist video? No. After the podcast, I will. For those of you who are listening, go onto YouTube and search. Uh, ha- I think it's. I think if you search hastily produced Cleveland tourism video, it's two guys who took some stock footage of Cleveland and wrote and produced a terrible 30 second, two of them, 30 second videos about why you should come to Cleveland. Did Except they use a Cleveland rock song. From no, the no, they show? didn't. They did oh. not. But it's 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 done from the perspective of why Cleveland actually sucks. Um, if I remember correctly, <laughs> one of the lines in the song is "See our river so polluted, all the fish have AIDS." 
Wow. Is a line in the song. Wow. Um, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Oh, oh, oh it's, it's bad. It's terrible. They, um, they, ba- they say their economy is based solely on LeBron James, and their biggest, okay. their biggest export is crippling depression. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Oh, my God. It's hysterical Damn. to watch. <laughs> I'll have to show you afterwards. My brother showed it to me a couple of years ago. It is hysterical. It's just a couple of guys that were like, and then they end with it. Their their slogan is Cleveland. We're not Detroit. So that's like their selling point is that they're not wow. Detroit. Anyway, okay. So the uh, Minnesota is hosting the Super Bowl this week. So let's get right to it. Burning hot take questions. <clears throat> Super Bowl focused. Okay. Let's start with me this week because all question right. number three is going to be all about prop bets. So okay. get used to that. Let's just go straight to the meat of this. Who you got? The Eagles uh, or the Patriots? You know, beginning of the year, I said I liked the Eagles. You, you, I think it was episode probably four or five, somewhere around there, outside of the rankings. Yep. Your near exact words were, I think the Super Bowl, I think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl this year. Yep. Something along those I'll lines. Be, even though Wentz is out, uh, Nick Foles has proved that he still knows how to be a quarterback. In theory. In theory. So I am going to hope the Eagles win. Now, remember, 2009, the Eagles lost to the Patriots right. by, what, three? It was like three or 20, four or something like that. It was like yeah. 24 to 20 or something. I think it was 24-20. I think it was four points. I think they needed a touchdown. That was part of the problem with that drive. That was the terrible clock management drive I, I always talk about. Where Donovan McNabb, it's like 30 seconds. You have no timeouts. And Donovan McNabb is standing in the line going, you, keep an eye on that guy over there. And everybody's going, Donovan, we have like 20 seconds. All right, set. Ready? I'm like, what? What are you what? doing? <laughs> he, they, he like sauntered around like he had all day. Yeah, there was no sense of urgency in that game. So, I hope for an Eagles win. Do you think the Eagles will win? I, I said I hope. Okay, I I I hear that, but I'm asking you to pick a winner. Oh God. Uh, <clears throat> all right, I'll just go. I'll say the Eagles. Screw it. Okay. Screw it. Um, I am going to go Patriots, Okay. Um, but I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. My heart is telling me I would like the Eagles to win, despite the fact that most of their fans are jerks, even though a lot of them donated to Mike Zimmer's foundation. That still doesn't give you the right to climb Crisco-coated lightning poles and curse yeah, 99-year-old and punch ladies. police horses. And punch police horses like you're, freaking, like you're in the freaking blazing saddles. So um, I think the Patriots, though, are just... They're just... They're too talented. They've got too many ways to get you. Uh, and that's that's why I think the Patriots are going to win. Now, that being said, I am going to watch the game at my brother's house. I will be in a den of Patriot fans. <laughs> so there is a huge part of me that really wants the Eagles to win this game. You should go there in an Eagles hat. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. I thought about it. And I do have a friend... Uh, um, Matt up to Mike's, uh, my buddy Mike, who runs Sports Fever and Trumbull. Um, if I went there and told him, listen, Mike, I'm going to a Patriots house for the game on Sunday, he would absolutely make sure he would say, here's the cheapest Eagle I had I have. Here you go. Here it is. Put it on. You want, you want to try on some shirts? I got some shirts on clearance somewhere. I'll, I'll find something. He would totally make sure it happened. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, so that I, I think I'm going to say Patriots, but I'm with you. I'm going to hope the Eagles. So question two to you. Okay. Do you think... And I don't remember his name. As a certain local, well, not local to us, really, a local Boston radio station. Oh, WEI? Yes. 
Yes. Uh, one of their hosts had some disparaging words about one of Tom Brady's children. He called her a pissant. He did. Can we say that in the podcast? Sure. Podcasts okay. aren't rated. Well, they're rated technically. Well, yeah, and we, we mark ourselves as explicit. Even though we so, st- yeah, it's fine. It's we fine. Curse, say whatever the fuck you want. We curse like once out of every three episodes, although we just dropped two of them in a row. <laughs> so Earmuffs. Do you think uh, Tom Brady will ever be back on that radio station? Yes, because the part of the story that most people don't know, unless they've actually been following the story closely, is that the week before, the New England Patriots signed a deal extension with WEEI to be their um, their uh, broadcaster and their corporate partner, and WEEI is putting out a ton of money. They will fire this guy before they don't let Brady on there. In the press release, they put down there, and this will include weekly appearances by Tom Brady. It was in the press release as part of their partnership announcement. Uh, so you don't think Tom Brady has enough sway to be like, screw you, I'm not doing it? No. No, as long as he wears a, a Patriot uniform, I think the Patriot can be like, you do not want to go down that road and be that negative PR. And again, Tom Brady is all about PR. He really is. Believe it or not, I mean, as many people dislike Tom Brady, very few things he does are negative PR. He'll sit there and he'll go, okay, I'm not talking to that guy again, though. That guy's done with me. In which case, WEI will be like, we're making way too much money off the Patriots. Your career here is over. And they'll fire the guy. I mean, they yeah. suspend him. So... No, I, I think he'll be back on the radio. I don't know that that guy will be back on the radio, <laughs> but Tom Brady will definitely be back on the radio. What do you think? Um, well, now that you just told me about that agreement thing. Then it's I guess big I can, money, supposedly. And I guess I can see him coming back. Um, that guy probably lost his job. More than likely. That wasn't the show that he's... Like, that guy doesn't host a show he's normally on. But, Is uh, it? <clears throat> no, he's on a different show at night. But even still, if Brady's they're really talking that about angry, the Brady's whatever documentary Brady made that I'm never going to watch. It, oh yeah, um, about his book. I don't know what the hell. But if it is. Brady's that sore about it, that's what he'll do. All right, fine. I have to do this. I'm not. I, I don't want to deal with that guy again. There's no chance I'm ever dealing with that guy again, and I, I don't want him there. They'll fire him. The, the radio station will fire him. Radio station personalities are a dime a dozen in a lot of markets. You know. Okay, so we're in the New York market. Yeah. Around here, Mike and the Mad Dog were like household names. Who else is irreplaceable in New York sports radio? Ooh. Well, clearly Carton was. Carton. If Boomer Esiason walked off the show tomorrow, would they have a problem? No. No. Not really. You know, Michael K show is the big one. If Michael K or Dom LaGreca walked off, they'd have somebody else on tomorrow. Radio personalities much like podcast personalities when they're in <laughs> Philadelphia, are very easily replaced. You know, so I, I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna be an issue. All right. So all right, so question the third yep. in twenty parts. Okay. Literally twenty parts. So every year for the non sports fans, casinos put odds on things we call prop bets. Things that have nothing to do with the actual outcome of the game. Or who the Super Bowl champion will be, but they're bets for, I'll just say it, they're bets for idiots. And how many of these bets are you taking? I have 20 on the list in front of me, complete with odds for each one. Okay. We're going to fly through this list. All right. I And I may or may not hit all of them, but I want to hear Craig. Craig has not seen this list. I told I him I had it. I have seen this list, and he actually brought it. I told him I had it, but I told him I was not going to tell him it was on it. Because I wanted his gut check reactions. All right, so here we go. 
Okay. It's about the 12-minute mark of the podcast. Let's see how long this takes us. <laughs> MVP odds. Okay. Tom Brady, 6 to 5. So you have to bet $5 <laughs> to win 6. Okay. Nick Foles, 15 to 2. Gronk, 19 to 1. Deion Lewis, 24 to 1. Alshon Jeffrey, 28 to 1. Jay Ajayi, 32 to 1. Danny Amendola, 32 to 1. Zach Ertz, 35 to 1. Nelson Aguilar, 40 to 1. LeGarrette Blunt, 40 to 1. Brandon Cooks, 40 to 1. Any defensive player, <laughs> 8 to 1. Okay. Any non defensive player not listed, 30 to 1. What name jumped off of you with that list? You want me to go over it and, one more time? Uh, what, was Brady's, what was Brady's odds again? Brady is six to five, so a five dollar bet wins you six dollars. Yeah. You know well, what? Plus I'm gonna... initial investment, so it technically would return eleven, technically. Right. All right. I'm gonna stay on my Eagles train and I'm gonna go with Nick Foles. Nick Foles, so fifteen to two. So yep. a two dollar bet would return a total of seventeen dollars because you'd be winning your fifteen plus your two. Okay. Yep. I am going to go with, believe it or not, Okay. I'm going big time. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to look long shot. I'm going LeGarrette Blunt, 41. Really? Yes. Really? I put $10 on LeGarrette Blunt. Are you kidding me? If the Eagles win and LeGarrette Blunt has like two or three touchdowns or has a crucial conversion, do you know what a stuff in the face it would be to the New England Patriots? For That's them to true. be watching on TV as the guy they let just walk out the door, hold up the MVP trophy, the freaking writers would do it just to anger the Patriots. <laughs> so I'm going there. All right. Next one. The color of the liquid, because they can't use the term Gatorade, but the color of the liquid thrown on the winning coach. Okay. Clear, two to one. Green or yellow, three to one. Mm. Red or blue, Five to one each. They're separate bets. Okay. Orange, seven and a half to one. No liquid bath, 15 to one. I'm going to go with orange. You never see orange. It's seven and a half to one. Why? Why orange? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like it's not used much. Which that, is why I mean, I'm not going there. I'm going green yellow. The container yellow. is usually orange. I'm going green slash yellow. They always have lime or lemon lime Gatorade. On the sidelines. Okay. Over under okay. total times you hear dilly dilly. Oh, Jesus. In Super Bowl commercials, 12 and a half. Over under. Uh, 12 and a half. 12 and a half times you hear dilly dilly. Is so that, just, you know, do you mean throughout the whole Super Bowl? In, in, in specifically Bud Light commercials. So if like. So what if Michaels, I see the same Bud Light commercial three times? Yes, it counts every across all Bud Light commercials. Over. But if Chris Collinsworth comes back and decides to be funny and go dilly dilly after a touchdown, it does not count because it's not a Bud Light commercial. All right. I would still over. So you're going to say 13 plus. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know. I'm just, some of these are stupid. Odds on which, and this, this is the one you're going to love. Okay. Odds on which Patriots storyline slash controversy oh, the NBC broadcasters mention <clears throat> first. The Jimmy Garoppolo trade. Uh huh. That is a one to two. So a two dollar bet yields three dollars. Okay. Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero, three to one. Mm-hmm. Deflate Gate, nineteen to one. Okay. Spygate, forty nine to one. 
or they never mention any of those 199 to nah, one. I think we'll mention the radio thing. That is not on this list. No. That is not on. That's too recent. It's not in the bookmakers. I'm gonna go with none. And they have to. Why? They don't want to. They talk the about Brady every during butt. the entire game. It doesn't matter if he's on the field or off the field in the locker room. But they're butt kissers. They're Brady butt kissers. Why would they bring up negative Brady stuff? Because they switched it around to be not negative. Okay, so which one are they bringing up first? Garoppolo, yep. the trainer, Deflategate, or Spygate? Uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. So Craig's taking the, 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 the easy bet. So the, the short odds. Okay. Yep. Total Anheuser-Busch commercial spots <laughs> over under four and a half. Under. Under? So you're going to go over on the Dilly Dillies. So you're going to say they're going to get 13 Dilly Dillies in four commercials? Yes. What? Okay. There it is. That has got to be, there's the bet. <laughs> there it is. I'm going to bet you will only put a six pack on that one. I'll combo that. I'm telling you, they will not get 13 dilly dillies in four commercials or less. That one of those numbers does not mesh. All right. So you're going to say only four. Okay. Six pack of beer on the line. Yep. So if they get over 13 in four or less, you win. Yep. They come in under 13 and or do five or more commercials, then I win. You know yep. what? I think it's an all or nothing thing. Either it's over 13 and under four, or it's under 13 and over four. Otherwise, we got to call it a push because we got, we got beer on the line here. So, okay. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's right. a lot. I mean, how often do they say dilly dilly in those stupid ass commercials? You can't. They had a whole commercial with them saying it. Oh, God, he's <clears> right. <throat> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go back and watch those commercials. <laughs> I'm still sticking to my bet, though. All right. Will Eli Manning appear in commercial broadcast, even money bet, yes or no? Yes. So there'll be a commercial with Eli Manning in it. Oh, Eli Manning. Eli. No. No, I'm going to go with no as well on that one. How many total commercials will Peyton Manning appear in over under two and a half? Uh, Keep in mind, Papa John's. Official pizza, the alt right, but they're also going to make sure <laughs> if he if, if Papa John's has commercials in the Super Bowl, Peyton's going to be in it. Yeah. So two and a half over under, and st- was that what's the uh, what's the insurance company nationwide? Uh, nationwide. Let's two and a half over, over under. You're going to go over. I think you're going to go over two. Over under on the length of Pink's version of the national anthem, one minute fifty nine seconds. Oh, how long does it normally take to sing? Uh, Whitney Houston's was almost three minutes. So nor if you a person saying it normally, how long does it take? I think it's like a minute forty-five, minute thirty. I'll and say it's sh- first sh- note to last note. I'll say sh- under. She'll keep oh, it's it. over. It has not been under in like seven straight Super Bowls. I yeah, that is the only one <laughs> I would take money Pink's on. Pink's a legitimate singer, and she like, does. Sing she actually upbeat. sings. Her pace is pretty fast too. She okay. actually sings. I disagree with you on that one. We'll have to so. see how that goes. Odds on the color of Pink's hair. Yes, that's uh, correct. You heard me. What color will Pink's hair be? Pink is two to one. Green is five to two. Black is six to one. White, okay, is eleven to one. Here's your long shot: red, white, and blue, twenty to one. Hmm. Or other colors, the field, eight to one. Mm, let's go with other. 
and I think they're going pre- predominantly. So the majority for her has to be. So you're gonna go with the, you're gonna play the field. I'm gonna go green personally, but because she All likes right. pink and green. Length of America, the beautiful, because Leslie Odom Jr. is singing that. And by the way, I'm just gonna say this on the record right now. Yep. I hope to God, halfway through it, he takes a knee. I really sincerely do. I hope to God when he gets to like halfway through America the Beautiful, he just drops to a knee. I really do. Just for my own personal political pleasure. But his over under is 80 and a half seconds. So that's a minute 20. Over under for America the Beautiful. Over. Really? You went under on the anthem, but you're going to go over on America the Beautiful? Explain. Uh, mainly because I haven't really seen that many people sing it, so. Okay, fair enough. I'm kind of iffy on that one. <clears throat> Odds that Justin Timberlake's <laughs> halftime set includes any of the following songs. Any. Well, no, there's a list, and each one has its own odds. Okay. Can't Stop the Feeling is a one to nine favorite. So if you bet $9, you'd win 10 the moment he starts singing, Can't Stop the Feeling. That one, the one from the Stupid Troll movie. My Love or Sexy Back are each one to three. A song I don't know off the top of my head called Filthy is a one to one. Something called Supplies is three to two. Rock Your Body, which is one of his favorites, is two to one. And an unreleased song from his new album is a four to one. If you had to pick one song off that list, which one would you go with? Uh, I think he'll do Sexy Back. Is that on the list? It is. I, I think he's going to definitely do that stupid troll song, Can't Fight the Feeling. Did you watch last year's Oscars? Uh, I think. It was, the, it was the opening to the show. It was with a song that was sung because he was up for best uh, original song from a movie. And they opened the show. Like the lights went down and the music started. And Justin Timberlake started in the back of the hall and just walked and danced up and around the aisle singing this stupid ass song. Oh, yeah. yeah At one yeah. point, he grabbed his. Is he finally married to Jessica Beale? grabbed her and danced with her at one point and then like threw her back in her chair like he like released her like suddenly from the dance so i did leave this oh no it's on here okay get ready did you think how how stupid are we right now on these we're nine minutes into this segment by the way (laughs) how stupid are some of these bets so far they're pretty dumb well it's gonna get worse okay odds that any other member of nsync makes an appearance during the justin timberlake show Yes or no, it's heavily weighted towards yes on the odds. It's the European odd system, so I'm trying to interpret it. Uh, one and a half to one yes, uh, pretty much two to one no. I'm going to go no. I, I agree. Maybe Joey Fatone shows up, but that's about it. Nah. But Joey Fatone's everywhere, so. Okay. Yes or no, I'm not even going to give you odds on this. Will any of the following celebrities make a, a surprise appearance during the Justin Timberlake halftime show? Madonna. E- no. Jay-Z. Yes. Okay, yes plays three to one, so that's good for you. Britney Spears. Mm. No. Okay, that's a five to one. That's the one I would take. So, all right, you ready? Here's where we get to the political. (laughs) All right. Total number Uh. of Donald Trump tweets during the game over under two and a half. Over. I'm going to go under. He doesn't like to tweet at night. He doesn't usually tweet at night. I think Melania is going to take his phone and give him like a speak and say or something like that and, 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 and keep him busy. You know, the cow goes moo for an hour or two, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Anyway. Okay. 
We're into the broadcast booth. All right. Stupid broadcast booth <laughs> questions. We're almost done. Yeah, how I many swear. of these people actually make these bets? Oh, by the way, this is not the full list. This is just the 20 I chose. There were 42 prop bets available on the website I was looking at. 42. Yeah, I, I read it out the words. Let's see the numbers of how many people actually made this bet. I'm, 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 I'd be shocked. Bets, uh... All right, so we're into the booth. Okay. Will Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth <laughs> at any point in the broadcast reference the movie Rocky? Probably. That's one one point eight one point eight to one, so almost two to one that they will. Will Al or Chris physically say the words "pro football focus," which, if you remember, is NBC's partner for like the next gen next gen stats? And usually, when they do introductions at the bottom, it says PFF rank, and they rank players based on pro football focus's uh, metric. Yes, but will either of them say "pro football focus" because they've done it during the year? Oh, looking at pro football focus, he's got a three-to-one ratio on blah, 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 blah. They've done that during the year. Odds that one of them says it. Yes. One and a half to one. All right. So a bet of 15, a bet of 10 will net you 15. Odds Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, or Michelle Tafoya on the sideline mispronounce the name of the Eagles offensive lineman that I'm about to mispronounce, Halapolovati Valatai. Uh, they'll probably mispronounce it. It's a four to one bet that they will mispronounce it. Will Al Michaels, this one's going to pain you. Will Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth use the term goat at any point during the broadcast? That's a two and a half to one. It's actually, that's the favorite is two and a half to one. Chris Collinsworth will definitely use it. Rodney Harrison predict the predict to win the Super Bowl. Five to one Patriots. 30 to one Eagles. Wait. These are Rodney Harrison's. Who will Rodney Harrison predict to oh, win the game? Oh, oh, oh! And it's five to one odds if you say Patriots. It's thirty to Let's one. Let's go if you say Eagles. Eagles. Let's just go all Eagles. He, I, I can't stand Rodney Harrison. Can I just tell you? It's like we talk about we talk about the media that just overindulges in Tom Brady's crapulence. Yeah, Rodney Harrison is like the big. Ever since when the Chiefs won that opening night game. For like the next six weeks, he was like, the Chiefs are going to lose next week. Chiefs are going to lose next week. Chiefs are fakers. Chiefs are going to lose next week. And then when he was finally right, when they were 5-1 and one after starting off a great season, he was like, I told you. I told you all. The <laughs> Chiefs are for real. You were right one time out of six. <laughs> one time out of six. <laughs> if we were that bad in our DFS projections, no one would listen to us. That's true. That's one true. time out of six. You weren't even that bad. No, we were much better than that, actually. I, I did my final cr- crunch of numbers. Overall, this year on fantasy football, I was up. Good. Good. I was up. I was down in DFS, but my season-long covered it plus some. So, All right, this is it. This is the most okay, important one. Here we go. The 20th and final qu- burning hot take question for Craig. Who will win the 14th annual Puppy Bowl? <laughs> team Fluff or Team Rough? Team Fluff. I'm going Team Rough just because dogs go rough. So kitten cheerleaders, kitten cheerleaders. All right. 20 stupid questions. Which one was the stupidest for you? Oh, man. <laughs> what was the one you were like, really? I have to answer this. Um, for me, it was the in sync appearance one. That's up there. That's up there. Uh, that one or the um, who's going to appear with Justin? Yeah, because none of those people are probably going to show up. Probably not, no. There's always a surprise people. Oh, I left off the one about Janet Jackson showing up. That was another option. And there is a... Man, how long ago was that? uh, That was several several years ago, yeah. (laughs) 
Um, and there was a question. There's a 20 to 1 bet on a wardrobe malfunction occurring. 20 to 1. I, no. Unbelievable. There's no way. There's no way. And a, a sniper from the NFL will take Timberlake out before another wardrobe <laughs> malfunction happens. So... All right, so we literally just wasted 16 minutes. That's amazing. On prop bets. This just and proves people have gambling problems. It. You know what? That's really what it is. <laughs> For the people who have to bet on stuff, that is really what these things come down to. I'll tell you right now, the only prop bet I routinely engage in is the National Anthem one because it is never under two, uh, two minutes and 15 seconds, like ever. So when I see a minute 59, even though it's pink, I will at my brother's house. I will put ten dollars on the table on this Sunday and go. All right, who wants who wants this action? Pink's going over. Pink's <laughs> going over two minutes. I'm telling you right now, and somebody will take it, and I'll make ten bucks. It happens every single year, every single year. Yeah, we'll see. So we will see. All right, so that was burning hot take questions. Only took up half the podcast. It is. So it that's why I wanted to open with uh, those uh, those things. But Craig. You wanted to talk a little bit about the quarterback shuffling that's going to happen during the offseason because one of them's really bothering you. Tell us what's going on with in Jacksonville. It is. So apparently Jacksonville has little from what I things that I've read and listened to. Jacksonville has little to no interest in re-signing Bortles. Wait, say that again. Jacksonville has little to no interest in re-signing Blake Bortles. Hold on, hold on. I got to process that. Okay. Okay. You're telling me they have no interest in taking a guy who took him to the AFC Championship game and had him leave at halftime? Yep. Who even are even if we're gonna buy your whole momentum question, wasn't okay. even his side of the side of the ball, it was the defensive side of the ball that pretty much cost them, quote unquote, that game. Yep. And yet so so what are they doing? Joe Montana ain't walking through that door. They haven't said they apparently, from the things that I have read and listened to, they want to sign a veteran quarterback. So what veteran quarterbacks are going to be out there? Uh, your buddy. Well, Alex Smith, is he a free agent? I don't know. But like what like he had over 3000 yards passing. He got them to the AFC Championship. Like what is what are they doing? This is a I think this is a mistake. Um he he got better as the season went on. Th- there's no question that his mechanics improved from last year and got stronger and stronger as the year went on. If you go ahead, go ahead and pull weeks one, eight, and 16 and just watch three or four passes from each game. And you're going to see it's crisper. It's cleaner. He's shifting his weight from one foot to the other better. His arm is over the top. He stopped thinking he was Bernie Kosar. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm disappointed to hear that. I, I think, um, I think it's a mistake. Alex Smith might be an option. Maybe. Are they are they thinking they're gonna land one of the Minnesota cast off? They can't keep Keenum, Bridgewater, and what's no, because Zimmer definitely Bradford? doesn't want to keep Keenum. Sam Bradford, Bradford the I mean Jaguars. Zimmer, <clears throat> Zimmer. All right, over under three games <laughs> before Sam Bradford is hurt as a Jaguar. Go. <laughs> uh three. I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> Frank will take the push. I'm gonna take the under. Um, I think this is a bad move. I do. I mean, again, even if you brought in a new quarterback, even a veteran, there's going to be a big-time learning curve. You've got a young running back who, granted, Fournette is injury-prone. Uh, we do that is. in college. Uh, his knees, his uh, you know, ankles are made of paper mache. His ankles are in bad shape. But you, and, you, and you've got a, a wide receiver core that's, that's frequent Solid. injury. But they get hurt all the they time. They do. 
They do. Um, Marquise Lee was on the injury report a bunch Hearns. of times this year. Hearns was out for several games this year. Uh, I, I think there's some concern there. The one place I wouldn't want to mess right now would be quarterback because everybody else is is working together. <laughs> yeah, but. such as like a different. The team becomes something else when you change quarterbacks, and I uh-huh. think Bortles has been there what three years? Mm-hmm. Three it's, or four. So it's essentially his offense, pretty much. So then you you cut, then you decide that you don't want to keep him. You want to bring in someone new who's not going to play like him at all, who has to learn the plays, has to learn how everyone else plays. It's like you're setting yourself up to fail again. And, and do you feel like he's <clears throat> gotten value on is he he is a free agent right now, Bortles, right? Uh, I have to look that up. I don't know if he's in the same boat as uh, Alex Smith or if he's like done with his contract. I think Alex is technically a restricted free agent, but I could be wrong about that. But I like, think, just what are you what are you doing? No, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Uh, I mean, yes, it's going to be a good year for moving quarterbacks around, but you know, I'll tell you. That, let me say this: when you have a year where a lot of quarterbacks are going to switch teams, standing pat with your guy makes a lot more sense because those teams tend to struggle as new systems get learned. So, if I'm looking at the AFC South, who else is in that division? Tennessee, right? Yep. New coach. The Colts. New coach. Who am I forgetting? There's a fourth team in that division, AFC South. Uh, Houston. Houston. Not the same same coach, but Deshaun Watson was hurt half of the year. Keeping Jacksonville the same pretty much guarantees you a second championship in the division, in my opinion. I would not go messing with that right now. I just wouldn't. But hey, it's Jacksonville. It's Tom Coughlin. This is Tom Coughlin. You think he's going to try to get Eli down there? <clears throat> Maybe. The Giants, the Giants hired the new head coach yet? They hired the guy from Minnesota, right? Pat Shermer? Yeah. There's already rumors that Pat Shermer might want to drag in one of his boys from Minnesota. <laughs> so who's who's staying in Minnesota right now? Your opinion? Uh, who are our options? Keenum, Keenum, Bridgewater, and Bradford. You probably can keep two. Uh, Keenum's definitely gone because Zimmer is not a fan of his. So, all right, so Keenum, so Keenum would probably then follow Shermer to New to New York. I would think. So Eli goes out on the market. You could get Eli. Coughlin does love Eli. Yep. That's not a, that's not a good team for Eli. That's not an Eli team. Maybe Eli goes to Denver. That's not. It's all it's all flashy, big yardage receivers. That's not Eli's game. Eli needs a blend. He needs the Odell, and he needs the more reliable short term option. He needs the Brandon Marshall. Yeah. That's part of what went wrong there this year was that everybody got hurt. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I, I think know. it would be a mistake to move unless they know something we don't and they must. It's a mistake to move Blake Bortles this year. That that's that's where I'm going with that. No, I agree. That's where I'm going with that. <clears throat> what about what's his name out in um San Francisco? Not Bethard, the guy who was there before Bethard who got hurt, who's doing really, really well. Career backup dude. What the hell's his name? Mumbly uh, Joe. I can look it up. Oh, see, he got hurt in like week five, and then we had the C.J. Beathard experiment, and then Jimmy Garoppolo got traded. And Yep. <sighs> um, Cleveland's probably going to be looking to make a move, too. 
as may the Colts. Uh, so who needs so who needs a quarterback? Cleveland is not happy with Kaiser from everything I've read. Right. So I think they'd be trying to bring in somebody to mentor him. I heard Alex Smith drop Hoyer. His, huh? Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. That's what I'm thinking of. <clears throat> Hoyer, they're not going to keep around. They're going to keep Beathard and they're going to keep um, Garoppolo. So Hoyer is going to end up somewhere else. I, I had heard Smith to Cleveland, honestly, is what I had heard. I mean, so. he can't. I mean, you know, they were like one in 36 in the last two years. So, <laughs> And Hugh Jackson survived the purge, right? He did. He's still there. I mean, he really can only go up from here. <laughs> you know, and now I'm thinking about the AFC North. So you got Cincy, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Who's the fourth team we're forgetting that? Division? Ravens. The Ravens. Joe Flacco ain't going anywhere. Ben Roethlisberger ain't going anywhere. And Andy Dalton ain't going anywhere. So Cleveland's going to make another change at quarterback while everybody else has got a full year in under their current offenses and expect to compete? Yep. <clears throat> See, that's why these people are like, oh, the Jets need to <clears throat> the Jets need to uh, draft a quarterback. What Cleveland needs to do is they need to go out and they need to draft this kid from Penn State, the running back. Deal Isaiah Crowell and try to bolster their defense. Oh, God, I'm yawning. Sorry. Should not be yawning into the mic. Um <laughs> And try to bolster their defense. Yeah. I mean, that's my biggest concern right now with Kansas City is that um, Andy Reid's going to go out and try to draft more offense. We don't need more offense. No, you have a lot of offense. We need defense. We need defense. Do we need a second receiver? Yes, we need a uh, possession receiver. You probably need receiver. a backup tight end. Yeah. Yeah, because we shouldn't have let Frasano go. That was a mistake, but... Yeah, but I mean, honestly, the defense is we need starters on defense. That's part of our problem is we don't have our secondary is terrible. Our best secondary guy throws his shoes into the crowd. <laughs> you know? I, oh, my God. That was funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was sad and funny. At, at the some same point, time. at some point in like March or April, we'll do a the weirdest things that happened in 2017. And we're going to start yep. looking at 2018. My problem with looking ahead to 2018 in like the next two or three weeks. I know there's several podcasts out there already doing it. My problem with doing that is people are going to move. I think we've listed a number of quarterbacks that are likely going to change teams. And yeah. it's difficult for me to sit there and rank Alex <laughs> Start Smith. doing drop, uh, draft, uh, mock drafts right. now. I don't know where these people are going to be. And let's put Alex Smith is significantly more valuable in the Kansas City Chiefs, even as a backup, than he would be as the starter of the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry, I would probably rate him higher as the backup of the Chiefs than I would as a starter on the Browns. That's fair. You know, and but I mean, that's the thing. I don't know where that number is going to be. He's probably, if he started for the Chiefs next year, he's probably a top 15 quarterback, maybe top 10 in my book. He's not even top 30 on the Browns. So it's hard for me to do rankings this early. I know a lot of people are big on it, like, oh, I want to get ready for next year. I've got to start. Draft.com's already doing best ball. Well, great for Draft.com. I don't know how they're doing that. They don't know where anybody's going to be. We don't no, really... I guess, well, which, well um, best ball really doesn't matter. Well, it does. I they... mean, it does and it doesn't. It does if they end up as a backup. True. You know, I mean. Injuries... Yeah, there's no ad drops in best ball. <laughs> injuries absolutely killed our best ball teams this year. They did. We finished we, fourth we place won. in both leagues that we were in. And we, we had won. names, like, in, in our second tier, we had names like Danny Woodhead and uh, what was the guy who got hurt in Jacksonville? Not Alan Hearns, the other guy. We had Alan Hearns, too, in one team. Oh, we had Elliot. Is it Zeke Elliott? 
that was that was an accidental. Oops, we ran out of time, so it auto drafted Zeke Elliott, and it worked out to our advantage. It if did Zeke, until he decided to wait on his suspension. If Zeke had not served his suspension, we would have won the league, yep. without a question. But um, it was a lot. But looking back at it, I was like, oh my god, half our team is injured or really really bad. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the running back was. Oh, Eddie Lacy. We yep. picked up Eddie Lacy in like the last round and one, and he had like a total of four fantasy points all year. All year. He, I mean, he only factored into our lineups once. But so it's hard. It's hard at this point to kind of figure out what you're going to do. So I'm not really interested in talking about that until we start no, it's knowing. A lot of, it's who's a lot of where. guesswork. I mean, a lot of it's a lot of it's educated guessing, but it's a lot of guesswork. But how can we even make an educated guess right now? I cannot tell you where Alex Smith is going to play next year. No, because he might be on the Browns. It is as much of a chance he plays for the. He Kansas might be in Chiefs Denver <laughs> as he plays for the Browns or for Denver. We haven't even talked about Denver. We have not even talked about Denver. Denver nope. is a monkey nightmare when it comes to the quarterback position. They don't know what they're going to do. No, <sighs> I bet you. I bet you John Elway has already called Eli Manning. I bet you but, Elway has called Peyton Manning. Probably. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. So we're gonna have to wait and see. The carousel will turn. The coaching carousel will continue to turn because it seems all but a foregone conclusion. That uh, uh, Belichick's going to lose both his offensive and defensive coordinators. Yeah, one's going to Detroit, and where's the other one going? Oh, the Colts. Detroit and Indy. Detroit and Indy, yeah. Uh, Patricia to Detroit and McDaniels to Indianapolis. Now, McDaniels to Indianapolis is a genius move. How so? As long as Andrew Luck plays because he's a good quarterback guy. Andrew Luck may never in. play football again for all we know. But who's the backup? Sure. Exactly. That dude from the Patriots. That Indy guy from the Patriots, whose name is just escaping me. As he it does with most backups. <sighs> anyway. But McVay worked with him. McVay knows him. That may be helpful. You know, Indianapolis needs to establish some sort of offensive rhythm that does not involve guys on Geritol. I mean, Frank Gore... Oh man, <clears throat> Frank Gore, man, he's a he's a workhorse. Frank Gore is, and I've never seen the movie Brokeback Mountain, but he's my Brokeback wow. Mountain. Wow, <laughs> um, do you know what that movie's about? Yes. Okay, but you remember the, the what's the famous <laughs> line from that? I wish I could quit you. Frank Gore is the player I wish I could quit. <laughs> he never gets hurt, and the moment you sit there and go, Frank Gore is done. Then in DFS, he's at 2,800, and he goes off for 15 points and gets you 4X value or 6X yeah, value. Yeah, he, he is that player. That's the problem with him. Like, every time every time in DFS this year he was over $3,000, I was absolutely fine with turning the other way and letting Frank Gore be Frank Gore. The moment he falls underneath that $3,000 line, all he needs is one rushing touchdown, and all of a sudden he's instantly 2X no matter what he does the rest of the day. He catches two That's passes fair. for 40 yards, and all of a sudden, he is a genius play. That's fair. And so I can't, I can't, it's it's the train wreck. It's the train wreck that's not a train wreck. I can't look away. He never gets hurt. He is uh, pretty steady. He's never going to blow the roof off anymore. He's just not that player anymore. But he's going to get you either three or four points, or he's going to get you 14 or 15. Yep. <sighs> So I wish I could quit you, Frank Gore. That's probably the title of this episode. <laughs> we all right. There it uh, is. You know, but write that down. But I, I don't. I mean, that's part of Indy's problem. That is part of Indy's problem. 
The other part of Indy's problem is, um, oh God, what's his name? The wide receiver. See, this is what happens when DFS ends. Names start escaping my head. <laughs> They're good wide receiver. I want to say Marvin that Harrison, and he's been retired for like 15 years. Who? Marvin Harrison. <laughs> Whatever happened to Marvin Harrison? He retired. Yeah, well, I know, but like, what's he doing these days? Uh, he's not broadcasting or anything? Well, he's probably hanging out with uh, Eli no. and uh, the Manning family. Well, good for him. Good for him. Um, oh, what's the name of the wide the wideout that was like up and down, really disappointing overall this season? Not Moncrief. Moncrief's the second. Who's the who's the primary wideout there? Oh, uh, TJ Hilton. Hilton. Yes, Hilton was very disappointing this year. I, I mean, overall, yes. Yeah, he had like three <clears throat> games that he was like he that he was he was actually Hilton. You know, yeah, just like my uh, my thing with Stefan Diggs. Ste- but here's the thing. Stefan Diggs is young and we know what he is before this year. T.Y. Hilton was a top five wideout like for three straight years. This year it was just not there. And, and I don't year. know. And then and then in like week six, he's got 12 grabs for 110 yards. He's plus 23. And you're like, he's back, baby. Here we go. <laughs> And Next then week, not so much. One catch for 18 on four targets, plus 2.8. Really? I just couldn't make sense of him this year. So I don't know. It was a very weird year. Well, that's, but can McVeigh, so let's ask that question just outright. Can McVeigh turn the Colts around? Um, It's going to take probably more than one season. So right now, without knowing Two your schedule, seasons. without knowing your <clears throat> schedule, give them a record for 2018. Um, six and ten. I have to agree. That's around where I would have them too. It's not going to be pretty. No, I mean it's, it's going to be, be better, but it's not going to be good. I mean, don't forget they they're playing in the same division as they're playing a very average division. Jacksonville. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with Jacksonville. Houston is very middle of the road. Is Jacksonville a ten win team if Deshaun Watson stays healthy this year? Jacksonville. No, did I say Jacksonville? I meant Houston. Is Houston a 10 win, 10 win team if Deshaun Watson can start 16 games? Uh, Yes. I think so, too. I think they could. Let's. Th- so there's what we'll do. All let's, right. Let's. You want to do the way too early prediction sure. right now? Sure. Let's do that Okay, now. we've got time. We've All got right. time, and we're still, we still got beer. Yeah. <clears throat> division by division, who wins, given that everyone they've got, they've got, and they, wow. they stay healthy? All right. NFC West does the, I'm sorry, NFC East, do the Eagles repeat? Does Washington finally pull it together? Do the Cowboys actually have a season? What do you think? No, no records, just who's going to win the division? Um, I'm going to say the Eagles win again. Agreed. I think if Wentz is healthy the whole season, that's no question. NFC South. Uh, who do we have? Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina, and somebody else. Um, oh, Joe's down there. Joe Mama. <laughs> I don't, I don't know who the fourth team is. Maybe we should actually pull this up on our phones. We should. Uh, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. Oh, Atlanta. That's why I forgot. Atlanta. Uh, Pick a winner. Go. I'm going to go with Panthers. I'm going to go with the Saints. I really think Drew Brees has still got something in the can. He's got a lot of young talent around him. You can have an old quarterback if you got young guns around him. Thank you, Joe Montana. That's <laughs> that's what we learned there. Yep. Uh, NFC West. NFC West. The Rams just keep dominating. <clears throat> San Francisco gets better. And the Seahawks and the Cardinals 
The Cardinals are going to have a rough go. They're in transition right now. They are. Yeah, I'm going to gonna go with the Rams. I, I'll go with the Rams as well, although I think Seattle. If Seattle can have an offense other than whatever Russell Wilson feels like doing, I think they could be contenders there too. NFC North. Lions and Packers and Bears. Oh, my. Um, and yeah. Vikings, of course. If a certain quarterback stays healthy, the Packers. Agreed. Packers are going to win that division. All right. AFC East. This is where it gets interesting. Patriots, Bills, Jets, or who am I forgetting? Dolphins. Dolphins. Uh, I think the Pats are just too strong in that division. That division is exceptionally average. It is. Yeah, I guess the Patriots. I'll take the Pats. AFC South. Does Jacksonville repeat? We kind of just talked about this a little bit. I think think Houston can give them a run. I'm going to go with Houston. Uh, I think Jacksonville can Tennessee maybe in a year or two, but not next year. AFC West. This fascinates me. AFC the Raiders West. underachieved. Do the Raiders get good enough to challenge the Chiefs? What about San Diego? They started out slow, came on late, and I'm just going to ignore that Denver even exists. <laughs> I think, and as pains me to say it, I think the San Diego Chargers next year could be a big bang team think so i do i hate you don't to say think the that. new coach and the raiders is going to breathe some life into them no next question <laughs> uh it's going to take a year or two for gruden to get in there <clears throat> all right i can see the chargers I, I think i think if we're talking 2019 2020 I, I i'm looking at the raiders a little bit more carefully but right now i'm not i'm not and that brings us right. to your beloved nfs afc north that's right what do you like uh I'm going to go on record right now. I'm going to go with an unpopular pick. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. You're going to take the Ravens? I think I'm the Ravens gonna are going to pull it together. I'll the Bengals. I'm gonna, they're I due just, to go back to the playoffs and lose in the first round. I just think they're going to pull it together. I just really, really do. But, you know. So, Not but, the Browns. No. <laughs> no. I, they're barely in the conversation. I mean, <laughs> Pittsburgh has so many weapons, but so many issues. I mean, I don't need to go into that whole spiel again. Pittsburgh just has so many issues to work out, and a new offensive coordinator, even if it's the existing quarterbacks coach, one of two things is going to happen there, in my opinion. This guy's either going to come out, and his synergy with Ben is going to be so great that whatever offense they install is going to shock the universe for the first four games, Mm -hmm. and then going to peter off because everyone's going to figure it out, or it's going to be pathetically bad, like Ken Zampezi started this year. They're going to go one and three. And then they're going to even it out and go like nine and seven on the year. Either way, I just I don't see Pittsburgh ruling the AFC North next year. No, I think it's going to be between uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore. And, and given the two, I'll take Baltimore personally. I hate to tell you that, but I'll That's take fair. Baltimore. That's fair. So, all right, final thoughts. Super Bowl 52. This is the last time we will talk to everybody before the big game. Before the big game. We've already told them you're hoping for the Eagles. I'm yep. calling for the Patriots. What is the one thing to watch in this game, Craig? Um, <clears throat> one thing I will say after watching so many Patriot games and Super Bowls with the Patriots in them, for the love of God, Eagles, please do not start calling plays conservatively if you are winning. If the Eagles get yes. ahead, they need to not pretend like they're ahead by 48 points do you know what the prevent defense prevents you from winning it prevents you from winning (laughs) yes i am totally i I agree put the foot they did it against minnesota they put their foot to the floor and they said we're up 21 nothing 
make it 28. We're up 28 nothing, make it 38. That that was that, that's the mistake you cannot make. You cannot begin to and you have to have you have to going into the Patriots have three offensive game plans because there is no team in the league that adjusts better than the New England Patriots. And I think that's how Kansas City got to them. Kansas City played a very different game in the second half than they did in the first half. And that's how they, they you know. And that was Andy Reid's doing. Yes. He is a great game preparer. Oh, he didn't make changes on the fly in the locker room. He, he had this already planned out. Yes. You've seen Rocky, right? Yep. Do you remember, was it Rocky or Rocky 2 where uh, Mickey says you're going to pretend to be right-handed? I want you to learn how to fight right-handed. And then halfway through the fight, we're going to switch to your natural lefty and it's going to shock him. And it worked. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what Andy Reid did to the Patriots in week one. We're going to show them one offensive look in the first half. They're going to analyze the you-know-what out of it. And they're going to come out prepared for it in the second half. And then we're going to bomb Tyreek Hill the entire second half. And they are not going to know what to do. It's actually the opposite round. We went to Tyreek Hill and then they went to Tony Gonzalez and the run game. Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. Wow. Wow. What the hell is his name? Well, a beer and a half in, I'm not even drunk. I'm drawing a blank on my own Travis Kelsey. There it is. Oh, that's it. Craig's broken. That's right. You heard me. Elvis Gerback started going to Tony Gonzalez, smattering uh, in some Andre Risen. <laughs> it's been a long season, folks. It really has. It really has. I was thinking that today. I'm like... Thank God season one is almost over. And I realized season two really doesn't start till July. Technically, yeah. If you go by when we started. So, I mean, is our this season the, goes in July. Is this the end of season one of the football fig nuts? And we have like an off season that's like season nah. 1.5 or no, no we just right? keep going. We just keep going. And then we, we decide when season two starts. Season two will start in July. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, what we are forgetting today. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Hope you're feeling better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, her husband described it as the plague house in our text. His text messages to us. I hope they're both feeling better. So, um, because absolutely, we're going to want to have an end of season party at some point. So, all right. Um, so, things to watch. Watch. Watch for the offensive uh, scheme to be more complex than just protect the ball. Um, on my end, I'm going to say watch for watch for penalties. I think this is going to be a very tightly called game officiating has been under the microscope all season long and i think they are going to and they're be gonna shake tom Brady's hand yeah but that's the thing that favors the patriots a tightly officiated game where they throw flags for everything favors the patriots and, and that's i think one of the, the keys in this i think they're gonna i don't know if it's gonna be i'm not gonna say it's a biased game i'm not one of those folks who buys into the conspiracy theories on that stuff I mean, it's just bad sports to say, hey, congratulations, Tom. You know, I mean, he might as well look at the guy and said the checks in the mail, you know, <laughs> the way that that kind of looks to the general public. But I think that if you're going to call a game where every single time a quarterback gets hit, it's going to favor the Patriots. If you're going to call a uh, pass interference every time there's contact down the field, it favors the Patriots. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens. In the meantime, enjoy Super Bowl 52. We will be back next week to uh, wrap it up and for Craig to either delight in the fact that the Eagles won or to sit here and explain to us how it was all fixed in favor of the Patriots. That's right. Um, But either way, (laughs) it ought to be a lot of fun. What's the old quote from Robin Hood, Men in Tights? We're either going to have a wedding or a hanging.
But either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so much. in the meantime, I am Brit. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Thank you.